got to release this for the world, man. It's a lot of power between the three of us. And when we all unify and work together on things, man, we're that much stronger. So I feel like this got to go as many places as possible, bro. I couldn't agree with you more. We've been talking about doing an episode like this for months now. This ain't just something that we just happen to stumble about. Even though the text was sent and everybody decided, yes, this is the day. I feel like this has been in the making for quite some time. Yes. We've linked up individually on all of our respective platforms. Now it's our opportunity for the people that have heard us come together now to talk about some important topics, man. Stuff that needs to be addressed. Not just being unbiased. We want to also unlock some levels, create some greatness along the way, and show these people how to be blessed beyond measure. So I mean, hey, we got the we got the trio in here. You know what I'm saying? We got Cerberus, the Cerberus of the podcast game. <laughs> shown his head man as you all know i am the number one real one cameron a sharp host of the unbiased truth podcast hey go ahead rob let him know who you are man hey man i'm just so grateful to be here the king of comebacks with two k's at the end creating greatness podcast and the stars of the line uh, the planets are, are all in, in, in perfect uh, alignment with each other and got the three uh, my my the, the power trio here, man. The new podcast group. You know, the guys have been working together for a long time, cooking this thing in a pot, trying to come up with some some powerful content, man, to give to the people. My man Cameron A. Uh, 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 Shark. I'm so glad to be here with you again, CL. Man, it's always a pleasure. Uh, you know, I feel like you're like an Instagram celebrity now. So actually, you know, talking to you person to person, man, like I, I'm honored, man. And that ain't no that ain't no joke, man. That ain't no. Uh, shade bro i love it, man. <laughs> it's all love around these parts you already know bro and everybody that's tuned in man it's your boy cl the source your friendly neighborhood hope dealer just tapping back in with my brothers two gods three gods just linking up putting that god energy together and just sending a lot of love and light into the universe that way you know we can heal the world man heal ourselves by healing the world man that's what we do man it's just so incredible to be around this energy and make sure wherever you are right now turn us up in your speakers charge your bluetooth headphones as a matter of fact put them on the charger go get your plug-in headphones right now plug them in you don't want your phone to die on this so make sure you got your phone charged up as well if you got your computer set up make sure you got your vpn set up so nobody try to trace your ip address because we going live right now on all three of our platforms that's right no matter where you go you can go to unlocking levels you can go to creating greatness podcast you can go to the unbiased truth podcast and you will find this episode we doing something so unique to the podcast community i mean i don't know about y'all but we might as well keep on hitting upside the head with all this creativity man we going live right now 100 absolutely man this is all organic all from the heart all from that place of righteousness and love and we got to credit you know our man king of comebacks right here because this was his idea oh, and yeah. you know we, we linked up it, it's been a long time coming for sure and he mentioned the stars have finally aligned in divine timing and we finally got it happen to kick off this 2023 new year but we've been talking about it for quite some time gentlemen and i'm so glad to be here with y'all and we got some great topics to discuss all talking about uh helping young men helping people just grow and evolve you know help create greatness in their own right help come from that unbiased truth help unlock levels and potential man this is about to be a powerful powerful podcast man mm -hmm. yeah man I, I i it was my idea but the idea was only because uh i've been doing this podcast for two years now um and i've done a lot of podcasts 
for other people and other people have been on my podcast uh, quite a few times. And from early on connecting with Cam and connecting with CL, I just felt a brotherhood there and a camaraderie. And while everyone that I associate myself with, uh, with podcasting is, is, is talented in their own right, something that always strikes me in my heart is knowing that these two gentlemen are coming from their heart. You know, whether they're trying to eventually make monetary gains, whether they're trying to turn into a business or, or promote their brand or themselves in whatever manner, it ultimately comes from the heart. And I call myself the King of Comebacks because I've been down and out and now I'm back. These two gentlemen have also been through tremendous amount of adversity and overcame it, man. So the mutual love is there, the mutual respect is there, and I'm, I'm excited, man. Let's, let's do it. Man, yeah, y'all are just, y'all are in for a treat. And like CL said, we're going to be able to just provide our own biased truths, try to build you all up to be greater people and just unlock some levels in your life by speaking to a diverse range of topics. I'm talking about things that can not only empower young men, but just women, children. You know, I'm talking about even kids in the womb right now. They can they can play this episode like Mozart's music and the baby gonna get smarter. I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm not joking. The information we're gonna be giving y'all is stuff that not only we've, we've heard about, but we see it in our everyday lives. Uh, specifically to these young men out here. That's who we're gonna be trying to gear in some of this information to on this episode. We see a lot of misinformation going on on these platforms in their textbooks and even in their faces as some of their parents start to digest and then put these agendas onto them. It's information that causes them not to feel strong, not to feel like they want to be a man, thinking that it might be a little overwhelming to fulfill their role in what society's claiming they are. They're not seeing strong representations of men being promoted and being praised. A lot of times these young men are feeling lost. They're feeling like they don't have a voice that's speaking out for them. And they wanna know how can they get around other men and express themselves. And that's kind of when I wanna start gearing this topic towards to begin with, fellas. I got one question I wanna ask you and everybody out there listening, specifically the young men. All right, Robert, when did you find out that it was okay to cry? Oh, man. You know, uh, I can't really think of an exact moment where I felt like it was okay for me to cry. Uh, I, I know growing up, it certainly wasn't. Mm. And I think that was part of the reason uh, for me leading myself down a very self-destructive path was because I was taught or at least inferred that I wasn't allowed to have feelings. If I expressed my feelings or my emotions, I was called a punk or a P-U-S-S-Y or whatever. Uh, you know, so I always thought falsely that being a man was not having any feelings. What I learned later on in life was being a man was sometimes holding back your feelings for the greater good but also be, being able to effectively manage those feelings and, and sort of sort them where they need to be within your mind and body to have a healthy balance within yourself. I will say, I remember when I cried and didn't give a damn if I was allowed to or if it was okay with anybody because I reached a point in my life where none of that stuff mattered anymore. And it was a place of liberation and freedom. And I talked about it quite a bit. I talked about it. Uh, on Bless Beyond Measure podcast before when it was that and now it's Unlocking Levels 
that when I hit my rock bottom and when I got into that place where I was at, it was cold, it was metal, it was dark, and I was flooded with sheets of, of charges that I supposedly had done. I had no one to call. I had, I had no one to visit me. I had no one to write a letter to. No one that could help me or save me. And I realized that it's all on you. It's all on you. No one's ever going to come and save you. No one's ever going to come and make your life miraculously better, man. So that moment, although it may sound sort of sad, was exact opposite for me. It was liberating. It was like, I'm no longer waiting for anyone. I know that I have the responsibility. I also know that I have the power. But first, I'm going to break down really fast and let all of this stuff go. And um, I guess that that is the moment where I, where I felt the okayness about it because I had reached that place within myself where I no longer cared what anyone thought because I knew none of them were going to help me. And, and I maintain that space today. If I, if I got to, it's been a while, but if I got to let it out, man, it's got to go. You know when I'm guilty of shedding a tear? And I will say this, that all men know that it's okay. Movies. Mm, they'll get you, man. <laughs> a wide range of emotions during movies that I don't feel in real life, that I don't want to no longer feel in life. Emotions maybe that I have a history with. Mm-hmm. And I can relate to on some level. And yes, I have shed a tear during movies. <laughs> mm, man, it sounds like you've been breaking down to break through. And that's important. Hey, to, that's an important perspective to have, man. What about you, CL? When did you find Man. It? You know what, Cam? I think that's a brilliant question, first of all. And I think, first of all, before I even continue to tell my story, it's just, it is okay for men to express themselves. If that means you got to cry, then cry. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes life shit gets heavy. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes things, the pressure can get to you. And if that's the case, you know what I'm saying? Like, find an outlet. You know what I'm saying? If you got to have a good cry, have a good cry. That's fine, man. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, after you do so, pick yourself back up and keep moving forward and keep building and keep, you know, getting stronger and working on your craft. But, you know, when those moments happen, allow yourself to feel that way, identify those emotions and just just let yourself feel that shit. Let it run its course and keep going. Now, for me personally, uh, similar to Rob, man, it, you know, it was the same thing. You know what I'm saying? In terms of um, I, I didn't think it was OK to cry as a, as, a, as a young boy, as a man. You know what I'm saying? Like it, I was taught to kind of just suck it up and keep moving. You know what I'm saying? And keep and keep going kind of like a lot of men go through, you know what I'm saying? In their life. But at the same time. There were so many moments where I felt like, damn, this pressure is a lot. Like, this life can get definitely heavy, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, what am I going to do? So, um, but for me, I, I really did I can't pinpoint an exact time, but I do know that when I did hit my rock bottom, similar to Rob, that's when I just, I could no longer hold the floodgates back. I was like, you know what, man? I don't give a damn. I'm about to let this go because if not, I'm it's that energy is going to be turned outwards into some other destructive type of way. And I was not about to do all that. So I had to kind of allow myself to feel the way I needed to feel. And, uh, you know, again, just pick yourself back up. Sometimes we break down and break through, just like you said. And I love that. It's a beautiful statement because you have to kind of do that to pick up the pieces and pick yourself back up and keep moving forward. Now, in today's day and age, as I become so much more in tune with myself, man, I mean, I think it's perfectly fine to cry. If you feel a certain type of way, go ahead. Like, who cares? Like, if you're securing yourself enough to the point where you know yourself and you love yourself, it shouldn't matter what anybody else thinks about you. I'm not saying I sit here and cry all the time, but I've had moments where I'm in solitude and I'm just so tapped in, bro. And I'm just like, this life is beautiful. And I'm just overjoyed 
and overwhelmed with how amazing and how precious this life is. And I've shed a tear and I've just been so thankful and grateful. Like I had a moment here in Hawaii. Y'all both know I moved out to Hawaii not too long ago. And I've had so many moments out here where I just looking up at the stars, bro, and just looking at how beautiful this, this place is. And I'm just like, damn, this is beautiful. And I'm just like overjoyed and just like, damn. And just so thankful and so grounded in where I'm at. And then that that gave me, a, it was like a new type of motivation. I was like, damn, I got to take advantage of the time that I got on this earth. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not promised. I ain't, you know, I don't know what's going to happen the next day. So I'm going to sit here and be present in this moment. Like I'm being present with y'all, man. Like I got nothing else going on right now, but being right here with y'all. Man, that's like such a level of dedication and, and honoring your emotions in those moments in order to even just be able to express what you gentlemen just expressed. And, and for me, it, it always was, it always was obvious to me that I was able to cry because my mother and my father had a strong hand over my life. Like they always wanted to create that safe space for me to express myself however I wanted to express myself. And when I realized that I had that as opposed to some of my other people that I was around in life, I realized, oh shit, I don't want to be an example, but I want to be a safe space for my people to be able to experience what I get every single day unselfishly from my parents, man. I want to be a safe space for my homeboys to express themselves, to not feel judged, to not feel beat up by whatever society we have to walk into the next day. I mean, it's changed so rapidly in my generation, fam. We went from going to computer labs to having computers in our pockets all within 10 to 15 years, man. And some of our young men started dealing with these mental health issues, whether it be due to contact sports or it be to social media or it be to their art. Man, motherfuckers started rapping. Motherfuckers started doing like all kinds of stuff, producing beats, all in a way to do what? Express themselves. I know a lot of brothers that was writing poetries or short plays and stuff like that. I'm like, damn, like, I didn't even know you wrote stuff like that. We were all finding outlets, but not coming together to express ourselves. And that's what I wanted to be, y'all. I wanted to be that bridge. So I went about my work, right? Try to become a social butterfly. Finding out that this jock over here that's throwing touchdowns every Friday night has the same issues as this nerd right here that literally gets straight A's and nobody has any worries about him. It's all connected through the, our ability to want something that most men want, and that's status. We all want to feel good about where we are. We all want to feel great about where we are. But feeling good about yourself doesn't mean that you're being strong. Doesn't mean that you're being tough. It means that you're responsible for everything that's going on within you. And that's why I'm glad that we're having this conversation in front of young men and letting them know, yo, we all come to a point where they be through breaking down the breakthrough or being taught through our own uh, agendas that we need to cry. We need to express ourselves. And I'm not just talking about physically crying, y'all. I'm talking about literally expressing ourselves. Bleed out, fam, in public, unselfishly. Be as happy as you want to be because that's the true measure of a man. A lot of things that are being taught out here right now in society, man. I know y'all see it, man. I know y'all see it. Happy wife, happy life. And some of these young men, they feel excluded in relationships as well. Now, listen, I ain't married, y'all. Y'all know me. All right. I be keeping it real, but I ain't married, man. But I mean, we do have somebody that is married, Robert. You know, when you hear that statement, how true is that to how life should be run when you're in a relationship with a woman? Oh, man. You know, uh, I'm getting ready to be a guest for the first time on a love and relationships podcast. Yeah. So this is a practice. 
Yes, uh, thank indeed. You so mm-hmm. much. I figured I'd throw the shameless plug in there. <laughs> I don't even remember the name of the podcast. I'll say it later on Creating Greatness. Mm-hmm. But, um, I learned a lot of being now being married about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. A lot about myself as well. And the happy wife, happy life for me is true. I think that it is always circumstantial. Uh, I was in so many toxic relationships because I wasn't in a place of self-love. I didn't love myself, therefore I wasn't able to give love and therefore I attracted the negativity to myself and was involved in all these uh, toxic relationships where I was giving more than I was getting. So if you're basing your relationship goals off that statement, a happy wife is a happy life, when you're giving, 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 you could be subject to be uh, taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. So as I first got with my wife, I was afraid to give because I had been hurt so many times, giving and giving and getting taken from, you were kicked while you were down and left when you were out. So I was very hesitant to give, but I was not hesitant to receive yeah. the nurturing, the love and, and and the loyalty and respect and the holding me on a pedestal as the paternal figure in the family. I, I wasn't hesitant about receiving those perks of, 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 of a monogamous relationship. So over time, um, learning to communicate a little bit better and also through failure, my wife called me out on so much BS early on in my relationship with her that I had to make a decision whether I loved my family more than I loved myself and my self-destructive behaviors. I learned about how to respect a woman, how um, to take care of a woman, how to understand their feelings and emotions even when you have no idea what they're about. Because a lot of times I still don't. My wife could be mad at me and I I cannot even process the reasoning behind it. And if I would try to, I would go nuts. But here goes the thing. It's valid yeah. because she feels that way. And she can know that I don't feel that way and I don't agree with her feeling that way, but the act of me trying to understand it and letting her know that it's okay and it's valid. And, and I, I can most times get to a place through communication where I can at least understand why she possibly could feel that way. Mm. And, and that really creates a, a circumstance where the energy is give and take. Now she's feeling open and, and loved and heard. Um, and and I, as I start giving that energy back to her, uh, because now I'm becoming a better person, I'm becoming worthy of her. You know, everybody wants a good woman, but they're not always willing to step up to the plate when they get one. Unfortunately mm. for me, my wife put those non-negotiables in the contract. Mm-hmm. You know, I won't deal with this, I won't deal with that, but everything else we can work through. And we did, and because of that love and loyalty, it broke through the shell that other people had had me put up. Mm. And I'll never forget this, and I'll end with this, and and this is why I have no problem keeping my wife happy. I go way out of my way to protect my wife's feelings, Mm. to make sure she feels loved and adored, and, and, and to make sure, you know, that, that she is happy. Because for me, when she's happy, when I'm doing all those things, 
I'm the happiest man I could possibly be because she reciprocates. Yes. So, you know, it's all circumstantial as far as that, as far as that uh, statement. I do follow it because it works for me. Mm. But when I knew I was going to marry my wife was this. I had been through very many bad things relationship-wise. I've been hurt. I had been left. I've been, you know, loved and lost and, and kicked while I was down. All kinds of things to jade me. But I was with my wife, we were together. We had our first son, but we weren't married yet. We were working towards that. We were working out a lot of kinks because I was not a good person yet. My wife made me a good person. And uh, I was working as a production manager. I was making, a, you know, I was making a good salary, but I hated it. I get my personal training license. I tell my wife, I say, I'm quitting my job. I'm gonna start being a personal trainer. I'm gonna make significantly more or less money. I'm gonna make significantly less money but I just got to do it. And my wife says to me, not my wife at the time, but soon to be after she says this, I go, well, I'm going to make less money, but I'm going to make it work. And she says to me, I know you will quit that damn job. Mm. I love you forever. You don't, you can't buy that kind of loyalty in a life. You can't buy someone that encourages you, someone that's your cheerleader, someone that's in your corner every goddamn day, no matter what. Somebody that you've exposed yourself on all levels. They've seen all your demons. They know who you are to the bottom, to the bone gristle. They know all the good, the bad, and in between. And they've accepted you and they still love you, man. And they'll work with you through all that nonsense as long as you don't disrespect them. And being with a person of that caliber, damn right she's happy. And I'm going to keep her that way. Man, that man drops so many gems, especially for the fellas that are currently in that marriage uh, situation or in, in, in marriage in general, excuse me, especially for those people that are married. If you listen to what Robert just said, you'll understand that that happy wife, happy life statement is about reciprocity. CL, how do you feel as, as, a, as a man that's, you know, you got, you've been in relationships before and if you're marriage minded at any point in time, how did you feel when you heard that statement? Happy wife, happy life. Well, first of all, I just got to say, that was beautiful what you said, Rob, man. Mm -hmm. uh, every as I'm listening to you uh, speak, I'm thinking of a book I recently read. It was called The Way of the Superior Man. It talks a lot about the divine feminine and the you know masculinity portion of everything and how we need each other to be our most powerful. And you, just the way you melded both worlds, if you keep your wife happy, right, and you protect her and you make her feel secure and loved and, and seen and all of these different things, she will in turn make your life the happiest possible. And she will make you believe in yourself like you don't even believe in yourself. And that's what I gathered from what you said that's a beautiful thing and i think when there's a merger like that you got you can go anywhere you want to in this world and i know your story man you've been going places that i haven't even been to yet yeah. he's a traveler for those that people don't know he's he's i don't even know where you're at right now he's in, he in a different part of the world for sure where you at right now rob <laughs> oh i'm in oro valley uh, okay. I'm uh oro valley it's uh, outside of tucson i wish you could see what i'm seeing now is just a huge giant mountain it's a beautiful area uh we were debating on going back to Hawaii. I was wanting to get up with my man Seattle Source, but <laughs> not unfortunately, because I love Florida. We're going to be heading back to Florida in um, uh, March. Uh, I'm hey. buying a place out there. So we may. In, in due time, bro. In due time, brother. Mm -hmm. You know, in time for sure. Mm -hmm. Let me say something about what you said, though, about that merger before I forget, because sure. I think it's very important for young men to understand this. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of coolness 
labeled around being single and being the power play. And all that's great. I mean, please, I didn't get married till I was in my late 30s, man. And that was right for me. I didn't have my first son until I was, you know, in my late 30s. And that was good for me because I was done maturing. But um, being marriage-minded at some point in your life is ultimately beneficial because if you choose wisely, just like you made the motion of, of the hands filling in the gaps, you can find someone that will fill in all your gaps, man. And what that does is make you ultimately more powerful. And what I mean by that is if you choose someone who's strong where you're weak and you're strong where they're weak, and then you merge that, you become one complete unit and your power level in this world, your influence, uh, your power, your status will ultimately increase. And you will be able to accomplish things that you never would have dreamed of by putting the dream together. Because if you're manifesting and your wife's manifesting, it's happening on one level and it's happening on one level over here. But if you combine the dream and stay in sync with your wife, that goal is happening twice as fast because you're both you know, working towards that same dream and that same vision. And men who have wives, even girlfriends, who try to play the tough, macho, I'm the boss scenario. Let me tell you something, I'm the king in my household. Mm-hmm. I brought in this shit, you know? But if I was not listening to my wife on every single decision, what her opinion was, how she felt about it, I would be not using 50% of the resources that I have within my house. Mm-hmm. Why would I have a, a wife that's an NP, uh, highly educated, been through a lot of things in life that I have not been through? Why would I not take her opinion into consideration for uh, uh, the sake of my pride? So a lot of times I'll also say this is that as many times I think I'm right, I think I know the way, I think I know the direction, my wife is talking me out of it. And that's what a good leader does, is listen to their people. You know, when I was a manager, I never wanted a yes man working for me. I want you calling me on my BS. I want you telling me what's what, but I want you to be respectful when you do it. Yeah. And some of my best ideas that I ever came up with in this world have been for my employees that work for me and for my wife. And just like you said, when they feel heard and they feel part of the equation, they will back you up every time, man. And you will be able to accomplish things that you never would have been able to accomplish on your own by combining resources. So being single is great, it's fun, and I I encourage people to do it until you feel like you had enough. But to say that, you know, this new culture that oh, we, we're free, we're independent, we don't want nobody latched onto us, it, it's the opposite. If you get with the right person, then you're combining and elevating, not being dragged down. And if you're with a person that you're feeling snagged and dragged down, then, then, then move on. You picked wrong. To, to that point, <laughs> That's perfect how you ended your statement on that because to that point, that that phrase, happy wife, happy life, can have different energies behind it. It could be happy wife, happy life for sure, you know, with that type of energy that we've just been talking about. Yeah. Or it could be happy wife, happy life, uh, old ball and chain type thing, dragging me down. Oh, I got to bring her everywhere I go. I got to, you know, mm-hmm. it just depends on what lenses you're looking at, what energy you're receiving that from. And if you're in a healthy relationship where you guys are both bringing 100% to each other, not 50-50, both bringing 100% to each other, then it's gonna it's gonna unlock levels for sure. It's gonna create that greatness, that's for damn sure. And you're gonna reach new heights that you never even seen before. So I would say, you know, take what Robert said, which is, you know, when you're ready though, 
yeah. you know, that's when you get yourself into a, a loving, healthy relationship. But if you're not ready, you're still feeling promiscuous. You still feel like running the streets, same vice on both sides. Like do that until it's like run your run its course. And eventually you got to choose growth. Otherwise, like you're going to, you're going to reach a place where you're like, man, this shit, this shit, this shit is not what I envision life to be. I don't, I don't mm. feel a sense of fulfillment, just running the streets. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't have real love and fulfillment. And to be honest with you, I'm not even there yet. And I'm, I'm in my late thirties. You know what I'm saying? I've been through many relationships where you know they just went south and a lot of it was due to me it was i'd say 100 was was due to me because i wasn't quite ready to let my walls down i wasn't quite ready to devote myself to these women that wanted to be with me that wanted the very best for me and they were willing to give that in turn you know what i'm saying but i just was scared i was not a complete person as i'm working myself up to be in this very point in my life so you know i would say that if you're a young person out there there is a lot that can kind of confuse you for sure you're getting all these different um influences that are pu pushing you and pulling you in different directions but i would say just listen to your heart you know what i'm saying at the same time know when you're ready because you don't want to put yourself in a situation where you're not ready you got only you know when you're ready and when you're ready it could produce some of the best food possible for you i firmly believe that i know out there i'm going i'm, I'm currently working on myself i'm attracting my queen i'm attracting my my goddess you know what i'm saying and i believe all that shit that i've been through in my life has happened up to this point for reasons i can't explain but i know it's happening for the greater good of myself and when i do eventually meet that queen and we do merge and we unite as one i'm already knowing this this level of ceo y'all see right now it's going it's going places y'all y'all don't even see yet <laughs> you're gonna really tap into a whole nother source man it's gonna feel like you're completed like robert said having that other side of you be able to come together as one to complete the mission man uh, you gotta have goals not just dream goals and one of your main goals is just to be disciplined the one thing i do know that it takes to be with a woman is discipline above all else all right you have to understand how to be humane enough to listen to her understand what she's saying not just listening to her talk understand what she's saying you gotta be courageous enough to protect her when it's time to get out and not just with your words or with your fists but also spiritually financially emotionally figure out a way to be courageous enough to stand up for her when she can't even stand up for herself and not only for her but for your family for your legacy because the things and the laws that y'all write are going to be the very creeds that your children live by so make sure you're being responsible enough to do those things and say those things and stand on those statements don't nobody want no jellyback leader if you are the head of the household your wife is very much the neck so no matter where you want to go, she's going to direct you wherever you're headed, got my guy. So make sure you got somebody that is smart and moderate enough to respect you and understand what you're asking for. I hear a lot of young men when they hear that happy wife, happy life statement, they automatically assume that, oh man, she's going to have to submit to me in order for me to be make her happy. You have to understand what you're submitting, young man. You're submitting your time, money, effort, resources, be responsible enough to make sure that's stuff that will last forever. Don't give her no temporary love, no temporary time, no temporary effort. Do not introduce anybody to anything that you can't maintain, especially somebody that you claim to be building a legacy with. It's about discipline, being selfless 
enough to understand what is better for the greater good. Being selfless enough to bow out of an argument when things are getting heated. Don't just always feel like you need to combat everything that's said to you. Understand, absorb, and then do what Robert told you what he was. Be the leader of your household, okay? Listen to what's going on, man. We at an all-time high have been expressing ourselves, whether it be on social media or it be in our friend circles. I'm talking about, bro, I'm hearing barbershop talk on Twitter spaces, Clubhouse, apps like Wisdom all the time. I'm like, damn, y'all out here just really spilling all of the tea. Like I'm telling women any and everything. And we should, but we should cultivate these safe spaces by respecting our leaders. When you see a man talking like Robert, respect the words that he's saying. I feel like we hear that whole rhetoric of, oh man, this sounds lame. Happy wife, happy life, what about me? What about you as a man? what you're setting down in your household respectfully what are you doing in your household because it's important for us as individuals to get our house in order before we step outside and try to lead other men i i love being able to have this podcast i love being able to have this platform i stand on being unbiased but i couldn't be unbiased if i didn't look at men and be like everything that you want to be you have to have it first so what i'm saying is all you require is you so your rhetoric, your discipline, your attitude, all of that is important if you want to step outside your household and say you want a woman. Because that's somebody's daughter, bro. If you want to lead somebody's daughter down a road of destruction, all right, that's on you. But as for me and my house and the real ones that listen to these podcasts, they're not coming here to listen how to be a strong man, typical to what society says. They want to be disciplined. They want to have their houses in order. They want to create greatness and unlock levels in their life that they never knew were open to them. But see, having a good woman in your life will do that for you. Being a good man to her, providing a happy life for yourself as an individual first, could be that one thing that could lead you into a life that you never knew. So I'm glad that we discussed this for the young man. I'm glad we brought that to their attention because it's about protecting your family and being safe. But man, Sia, when you think about protecting yourself, man, what do you do on a daily basis to show that you're disciplined enough to protect your family? Hmm. Man, great question. Brilliant question. Well, I'll tell you right now, I'm out here pretty much solo dolo, but yeah. I always do things with my family in mind. Even mm. the people I live with here, my auntie. I got two aunties that I'm living with out here in Hawaii. And, you know, I definitely, for myself, in terms of discipline, I have a set of non-negotiables that I do every single day to make sure that I sharpen my iron every single day, continue to elevate myself 1%, at least 1% every single day, just trying to get better, get sharper, get smarter. You know what I'm saying? I'm training. Like I told y'all before we even start recording, man, I stay ready so I ain't got to get ready. Yeah. And it's special. You got to be ready for whatever because life life is unpredictable. You know what I'm saying? And and the only thing that you truly can tr control is you. And if you can't, and you said a lot of great things in what you just said, Cam, bro, because a lot of people want to lead other people, but they can't even lead themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, how are you going to lead, expect other people to follow you? You can't even lead yourself. Man. And a true leader is one that's adaptable, one that will lead from the front, lead from behind, lead from the right, lead from the left. Whatever that leader needs to do, that's a leader. And, you know, Rob touched on it when he was, when he was talking about, you know, being a manager. I, lo I always loved working with managers that were like Rob because mm -hmm. they're people people. You know what I'm saying? And they listen and they're there with you and they'll go through to the trenches with you. They're not so high and mighty. That's that's not a man. You're not a manager, uh, Rob. You're a leader. Yes. And and people tend to follow 
that mold of a person versus oh just a boss that'll be like oh do that pick up that piece of trash for me because you're beneath me and that's the type of person that i personally can't stand i've never really jived with and i've never operated under as well as in my time as a manager in the past i've learned that at, at an early stage in the game man you got to be with your people because that's your team you're only as strong as your weakest link you know what i'm saying and you really want to make sure that everybody's tightened up we all together on this we all see eye to eye we all know which direction we're going in and the only way for you to do that is to first lead yourself man you you can you can only speak so much man you gotta like your actions are gonna speak for you if you're that dude that's out there like i love rick ross man you know he owns all these wing stops and you know rallies and all that stuff but this man if y'all ain't read his book um perfect day to boss up i suggest you do so the audiobook's out there on youtube as well great audiobook he talks about specifically man he's not gonna he's not gonna tell somebody to do something that he won't do himself so he goes checks out his store and he sees something on the floor he's not gonna ask the employee just because even if they don't know him or whatever or he don't know them he's gonna pick up the broom himself and he's gonna start sweeping and that's the that's the biggest boss on that CEO CEO level doing the small things that make the business run. It's not even just about the business. It's about being a leader, being a practicing what you preach. Right. Mm. And I, that respect factor that you gain from that goes such a long way with people. And you're just and you're not even doing it really for that. You're doing it because in your heart, you know, it's the right thing to do. Mm. It's, your, it's 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 you being a man of integrity, doing things the right way. Right. Doing mm. things like you know you you need to do it's your duty as a man and when you understand that shit unlocks for you man straight up man i'm so glad you mentioned some of those words that that a lot of people need to hear having those non-negotiables set setting that contract up with yourself signing it and not wavering on the things that you signed up to do for yourself because you have a duty to life and your family to be the man you need to be. And, and Robert, I gotta ask you, man, how do you show your family? Because you have a family and you're in your household daily, man. How do you show them that you're disciplined enough to continue to be their leader? Oh man, I mean, the 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 question, the energy right now is is is, is really is really really dope, man. And I'll say this: when I was a manager, I treated everyone exactly how I wanted to be treated from the bottom top and uh i was also the person who would never ask somebody to do something that i wasn't willing to do myself uh, i didn't spend time in the office like the other managers did uh, i did my work before my employees got there and after they left and while they were there i was out on the floor you know in the freezing cold warehouse putting it in putting the work with them and my favorite employee in that place was the janitor and i respected that man and he respected me and because of that loyalty, that love and respect, that mutual respect that we had, that man was the most magnificent janitor I've ever seen. That place was spotless. Mm. On top of that, a level up, an unlocking of a level that you would never even find if you did not treat that janitor like the absolute wonderful human being that he was. He knew everything. Mm. He heard everything. He knew what was going around in every circle within that building. And guess who he came back to report it to? Yes, sir. Yeah. So I had an edge over everybody because I was friends with the guy that nobody looked at, the guy that was pushing the broom down the hall. But guess what? Me and him was buddy buddy. He told me everything that everybody was saying. So I ultimately had the competitive edge on people in that building. Mm. Not to mention, whenever they tried to throw something down the pipeline, 
they had to ask me because I had the loyalty and love and respect of the people. It didn't matter who was higher up on the chain. It wasn't going to happen unless I said so. That's people's because champ. Unless I said. <laughs> mm-hmm. Number two, talking about discipline. Now, this is funny. I want to say this on the air. I want people to understand this because I see this real and I didn't want to start commenting on it within the space of Instagram with a bunch of fraudulent uh, people out there, a bunch of people that don't even uh, believe what they're saying and they would never say it out loud if they were in the realm of, of, of reality. So you brought it to the real ones. Thank you, my brother. I'm Thank you. bring it to the real ones right here on the table. You want to talk about discipline, we're going to talk about discipline. You want to talk mm-hmm. about creating value as a man, we're going to talk about creating value as a man. I'm going to tell you, you ain't got to make a goddamn dollar do it. Yes. i seen this. It said, if your wife made 500K a, 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 a year, would you be a stay-at-home dad? Now, the real was a joke. The real was a guy with the towel on his head. He was dancing around with the wine and all that stuff with the robot. Mm-hmm. Before I read the comments and seen all these fake macho guys going, no, no, I could never make less money than my woman. I would never do that and blah, 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 and all this stuff. I see one guy say, oh, I have to have my purpose. How's your job create your purpose, first of all? Mm. Here's what I got to tell you. My wife makes 200K a year, and I'm a stay-at-home dad. And I'm a goddamn man more than most of those guys out there commenting on that on that post saying I would never do that. You know why? Because I know how to create value within my household as a man. Mm-hmm. When my wife asked me to do that, she came to me because she know I got pride. She know I has an ego. Rob, I can take this position on the travel. We can go see the world, and you can stay home and work on your podcast. What? And I thought, man, I thought a lot. I thought long and hard. I didn't jump into it like, oh yeah, I'm gonna stay home and put the towel on and drink the wine and all that shit. No, no, no. I go, damn, I'm a boss at my job. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I make good bread. I got a 401k. Why, why would I do that? But when that scandemic came through and they laid me off, I said, we out. Mm-hmm. We out. Mm-hmm. So I had to ask myself is, are you ready to work as hard for your family that your wife is even without going to work? Are you willing to do that? Mm-hmm. And I said, damn right. Are you... Are you ready and willing to be disciplined enough to get up in the morning every day and work just as hard as your wife is to push forth the vision for your family? So I do the same thing as CL. I set certain non-negotiables that I have to do each day. And this is what it entails. I wake up before anybody in my house. I'm meditating. I'm praying. I'm getting right. I work throughout the day where I work out, I work on my book, I work on my podcast, I either read a chapter or write a chapter. You know, there's just examples like this week, my wife's worked three days. I made non-negotiable fasting for 16 hours a day, non-negotiable cold showers every day, non-negotiable workouts, a non-negotiable hour each day working on the book or the podcast. So I'm working just as hard as my wife's working to, 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 to project my family to that next level. Not only am I also changing diapers, feeding my son, teaching them everything they need to know, doing my home, my homeschool with my son. So you can think what you want, homie. I'm about my business and I'm a man. I'm a man stand up on mine, always. Mm-hmm. I'm a stay home dad. I don't make a dollar in my household and I dare somebody to say something to me about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm on tilt with mine, man. I work like hard, I work hard, I go crazy at it. You know what I'm saying? Because we try and get there, we try and get there together. So, you know, it may come a time where she gets hurt and I'm working. You know, if you trust the person you you with to not take advantage of you or not try to throw that in your face or not try to make you feel bad about yourself, if you trust that person not to do that, then why would you do that? And if the person is doing that, maybe with the wrong one or maybe you ain't working hard enough for your family. 
see Rob, they ain't never had that conversation before because I've been in a similar situation as well, where I was out of a job, bro. I ain't have really much else going for me. I was applying for work, nothing was going for me. But my lady at the time was like, hey, I got an opportunity to go over to Japan. They're gonna pay for my rent. I'm just gonna be working and basically all the money's mine. Do you wanna go overseas with me? I didn't have a passport. I didn't have my birth certificate at the time, nor the information I needed in order to get my passport together. I didn't, I had never been out of the country before. I had never even seen anything outside of maybe, you know, Virginia Beach as far as going up close to the east. So I'm going out, what, you, you mean far east? We talking about all the way out east? Sure, why not? I didn't make a single dollar while I was in Japan. Did not make a single penny. But like you said, I trusted my woman. I had the conversation. She said, hey, I want to be able to do this for us. I want you to be able to put yourself in a position where you can focus on your creativity. And while I was there, I made sure that I wouldn't reciprocate no energy. I was setting the tone for what I wanted my family to do. It don't matter who making the money. We bring it in in the pot and we delegating it where it needs to go anyway. So whether or not she's making the money or I'm making the money, it don't matter. This is for our legacy. This is for what we're building. And so while she was making the money, I showed discipline by going and getting my spirit right. I was at those temples every single day meditating. This shit documented. Y'all know what's going on, real ones. Y'all been watching our lives. Y'all see how we document this stuff and show you all how to build this discipline up on a consistent basis. By us even posting regularly, you can see the discipline. You can see the ambition. You can see the drive. And I made sure that I set that tone then in Japan. Okay, you say it's all on me while you go make this money? Fine. I'm going to make sure that I be the spiritual leader of this household. Let me go do the things that I'm going to want my family to do. You say you up before the, everybody else is up and you're praying and meditating? That's setting the tone for your family. You're already setting that positive energy into the air. So when they wake up, they wake up into that creative mind space. They wake up to those vibrations because dad's already set the tone. And I was doing the same exact thing because I knew way I, I might not be responsible for the wallet, but I am responsible for the value that this family brings. Your value, young man, is not in your wallet. So when you go out there trying to flex your bank account or flex your salary, all that tells me is you believe that you're a high value man. But see, that does not make you a high value man. That just makes you a high earning man. A high value man has discipline. He sets the tone in his household. He's courageous enough to say, hey, if I ain't got it, I ain't got it. Because the theory is brilliant. If she got it financially, I'm going to respect the positions that we set in our household. All this gender role stuff that y'all learn from society, all this trauma that's been passed down through your DNA, it needs to stop immediately, okay? Do what works best for you and your situation. If you and your partner love each other enough to be able to relieve each other of anything society told y'all y'all had to be, you should count that as a blessing. If you're able to live in your own little world with your partner and with your family without society being that fucking one thing that creates that roadblock between you, count it all joy. We want to see you all have healthy connections. We want to see you all be able to walk outside and be like, man, I got everything in order inside. What do I need out here? What, what am I doing out in these streets running around trying to cheat on my woman? What am I doing out here trying to squander my legacy and just nothing and random ass women? What am I doing not making sure I'm protected enough to come home? Why do we as young men think that, man, we got all the time in the world? We don't have all the time in the world. Your legacy 
going to live on if you start today by being disciplined enough to understand even a fraction of what we've been talking about on this episode. And there will be more to come. Y'all know there will be more to come. But the main thing I want to talk about before we get out of here is something that we all need to come to grips with. We need to start doing some shadow work, fellas. All that stuff you did in the dark, all those things that you might be ashamed about, all those quote-unquote skeletons in your closet, it's time to clear them out. It's time to really get in here, dive into the things that we're afraid of doing. I talk about being courageous all the time as a man because if you're courageous enough to be a man, you can be tender enough to love a woman. And that's why I'm trying to get y'all into this mode of understanding, man, The shadow work is very necessary. Man, Robert, how do you go about trying to help these men understand that, man? Just because it's a shadow over there doesn't mean it's the end. How do, you, how do you go about trying to help somebody understand where to start when it comes to getting that shadow work done? Well, I don't exactly know what the term shadow work means. Mm. Um, I do hear it a lot, and uh, I'll speak about my own brand of, yeah. of shadow, shadow work, which was admitting it all mm. first myself. Admitting it all first to myself and being brutally honest with myself about the worst of the worst things that have happened within my mind and my body and my soul. But something that was beneficial for me to uh, increase the, the speed of working some of that karma out was finding a spouse. Uh, because my wife in the opening up and like bearing of my soul, like some of it was intentional and some of it wasn't like, you know, because my wife's a detective and most people's wives are. So <laughs> some of it was intentional that I bared my soul. I started trusting her more and more and opened myself up to her. So, some of it was unintentional things that she found out, whether before or after. But once all of the dark, because all the dark will come to the light. Uh, let's just be clear on that. There's nothing that you could do behind closed doors that eventually will not reach the light. The truth will always find its way in, 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 in out into the open. So mm -hmm. never think that any act that you carry out is in the dark or will remain in the dark forever. And it's why now I operate as I'm being looked at, which most times you are. You're probably on camera. It's about everywhere you go, but yeah. even in your own home. But I carry out as if I'm being viewed. I, 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 I behave as if my family's there watching. And that was my goal as I went out into the world more and more away from my family. I said, be the guy that they think you are. Yes. Be the guy that your kids think you are. Mm. Be the man that your wife knows you can be. Be that guy. Mm. <clears throat> Ultimately, if I fell a little short, I, 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 I did pretty damn good because I aimed so high. Secondarily, I will say that the shadow is just as important as the light. Yes. You want to focus on the light, and that's great. I do myself. I have to because I have more shadow than light. So if mm. I don't focus on the light, my shadow will very, very fair. You see, just in the last segment where I talked, the aggression and all grew because it is very much within me, the mm. shadow. But I found that, and I've learned this through a little bit of psychology, Carl Jung and Jordan Peterson, is the integration of the shadow. Mm. Find your shadow. Be blatantly honest with yourself. Open yourself up to someone if you have that ability to do so, like with a spouse and someone who loves you and cares about you, maybe a family member that you could do that without judgment 
and maybe have someone to help you work it out. But in today's society, they think they, they want to neglect the shadow. They don't want to admit they have a shadow. They want to keep the shadow in the dark. Or when they get to the light, they want to totally eradicate the shadow. And I, I agree with Carl Jung and Jordan Peterson that the integration of the shadow is the most beneficial to the well-being. Because if you're a man in today's society, if you totally diminish your shadow, you become docile and weak. So it's more of going back to what you're saying about discipline, becoming that beast, becoming that monster, cultivating that strength, developing that intensity of spirit, and then being able to turn it on and off like a switch. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm cool, I'm respectful, I'm loving, I'm caring, I'm kind, I'm compassionate. Mess with me and my family and watch that switch happen very fast. It, it, it's why I speak many, many times about the benefits of cold water because cold water has a scientific benefit. It's one that I don't pay much attention to, but it's there. Immune system, blood flow, things of that sort. Yeah. For me, it's more of that, and I'm showing my age here, that Sylvester Stallone over the top where I switch my hat back and now all of a sudden I'm a different being. I'm a robot, I'm a monster, I'm a machine and I will destroy anything in my path. Yeah. So it's when that cold water hits, I have to turn that switch from the regular calm, cool person that I am to the monster that will destroy anything in my path. So that then when adversity hits in life, I could flip that switch. I now have the power. But if you don't have the power of that switch, you may lose it at the wrong time, get yourself arrested, uh, do something that you regret. But if you're a man and you're a leader, you have cultivated that strength, you have integrated that shadow and you have gained mastery over that switch and you're able to turn it on and off at your will. And when you become that person, you become a very powerful individual, my friends. Man, that's a level of voluntary ego death that I encourage all of you to seek out. Yes, you can take a cold shower and experience exactly what Robert was just talking about. Flip that switch on yourself. Don't just bitch out, stay in there, hang in there. Show yourself what you're about. I've seen so many people try to walk out on their obligations because they don't desire to be better. It's like once that pressure's on, oh man, I gotta, I, gotta, I gotta fold. No, pressure makes diamonds, but it also bursts pipes. Understand exactly what you got going on and how you want to do it, man. It's admitting what's going on. I've talked about this on other episodes and y'all have heard us speak about it on our episodes. So make sure y'all go and dive into the archives, okay? Unlocking levels ain't no joke. Make sure you go and check out how many levels CL is unlocked and go and create greatness with Robert on his podcast. I'm telling you right now, these gems are not rare. They're very prevalent where we come from. And where we get down so you heard this on somebody's podcast continue to go back and listen to this stuff because when we talk about admitting things you got to talk to yourself in the mirror fam you got to literally look yourself in the eye and tell yourself what you're doing and how you want to do it if you can lie to yourself then you code i'm sorry i don't be nowhere near you if you can look yourself in the eye and lie to yourself about what you're doing and how you're doing it even if you don't admit it to anybody else on this planet, at least look yourself in the eye and tell yourself the truth. Once you begin to do that, you address those shadows. And don't be afraid of that shadow. That just means there's a bright light nearby. I don't care where you are and what you got going on. Like Robert said, it's going to come to light at some point. The sun is going to shift. It is going to shine. And make sure that once it's there, you've removed all of these skeletons in your closet so you can make room for your blessings. 
That's all we trying to help you do. Realize that at certain points in times, it's gonna get difficult. It's gonna be tough. But I mean, your mom, your mama, or your your girlfriend, or the lady in your life might be a detective, but they're also paleontologists. They gonna dig up them bones at some point. All right. Make sure your house is clean. Make sure your shit is in order, man. Because it's going to be very difficult, extremely difficult to explain to people that you claim to love why you are hiding so much pain, why you are hiding so much trauma when they possibly could have been there to help relieve some of that stress if you would have just been honest with yourself. CL, man, you and I talked about shadow work on, on multiple podcasts, man. When you hear somebody say shadow work, but what do you think about that, that term and how do you come to grips with what's going on in those shadows? I'm so glad you touched on this subject, man, because it's important because at the root of everything we're talking about, Cam and Rob, is it all boils down to you as an individual, I as a person, I as a man. So if you're a young man listening to this, everything starts and be begins and ends with you. You know what I'm saying? And for you to be your very best self, you need to, like Rob was saying, integrate the shadow as well. And what shadow work to me is, is having that tough, brutal brutally honest conversation with yourself stripping yourself down to your fullest like exposure bro and just literally be real with yourself stop lying to yourself stop stop being a cold motherfucker like cam said and stop lying to yourself because you just you're just out there hurting other people if you're not being real with yourself and for you to reach that type of level of completeness and you know discipline you have to know yourself and that's what shadow work is i think it's a lot of healing old trauma a lot of addressing old issues that have plagued you for too long uh breaking generational curses uh all these different things this this real deep inner work that we a lot of us were not taught was important or we didn't even know existed we just thought we were supposed to go along with the program and just ignore what we, what the voices were telling us inside and i think a lot of what rob is saying and dr jordan peterson is saying and carl young was saying is that like you don't have to necessarily cast out the the shadow and you know make make it like the enemy of some sort like it's a part of you you got to accept it you got to forgive yourself you got to do that hard work of being brutally honest with yourself and telling yourself i want better if you want better for yourself guess who's gonna have to do it for you you motherfucker mm -hmm. shit so on real shit like you're gonna have to get real with yourself and like heal yourself in a lot of ways have these tough conversations and this only happens in solitude this only happens in moments of where you you break down and you go through these traumatic situations and you don't blame other people you look yourself in the mirror and you realize like i am the cause of everything that's happened to me and if you are the cause that's every, of everything that's happened to you guess what who's the cause of everything that good is gonna happen to you too you motherfucker yeah. shit so on some real shit man like that's what that's what the spiritual inner work this deep work is all about is about healing yourself forgiving yourself um working on your relationship for you know forgiving others you know what i'm saying finding that true uncovering who you truly are un, un, beneath your name beneath your body your spirit your spiritual being of who you really are and when you start to go down that well of who you are and understand and go within you realize just how limitless you really are and how connected you are to everything and none of the other shit really fucking matters bro because what somebody else thinks about you is none of your business it's it's more so about what you think about yourself and that's how you cultivate a real genuine self-love in yourself it takes a lot of work and it's fucking scary i promise you that 
Like I'm sure Rob can say the same thing. You Cam can say the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's not a, it's it's not a fun, pleasant thing to do in the very beginning. It's mm-hmm. scary as shit. Mm-hmm. You're turning to yourself all these things that you've been avoiding for so long in your life. You're finally making the decision to be courageous enough to be like, I want to address this. I want to look myself in the mirror and and take full accountability for where I'm at in my life. Stop blaming other people because that's not that hasn't gotten you anywhere. In order for you to get to where you want to get to, it's all going to be on you at the end of the day. So you got to make this decision to go within, heal yourself, do that deep shadow work, that inner work and forgive yourself in so many ways, man. And, and just continue to trust yourself build that trust with yourself build that love for yourself and keep moving forward as a man and just keep learning man so as hard as it is it's i always make this um example it's like when you have like a room right and it's very disorganized super disorganized in order for it to get anywhere close to being organized again it's gonna have to get more messy than it's than it already is mm-hmm. you're you're going from section of each section of the room you know you're you're having your moments with certain things just like when you go inside yourself you're having your moment with yourself like oh this time when i fucked up when i was a kid like mm-hmm. i need to revisit that and address it and close that chapter so that i can just file it away and i i've forgiven myself and i've healed myself from that and as you're cleaning a room it's gonna take some time to eventually get yourself to a place where you you started to see some progress you're like oh shit i've gotten rid of a bunch of old shit you know what i'm saying i forget stuff for this i've given things away yeah. i've let things go now you're starting to see the progress and then eventually with enough time with enough persistence with enough work you're gonna get to a place where you're like damn look at all the progress i made this room looks better and better and better and you're gonna keep wanting to do that work to keep wanting to make sure that you're strong and making sure your room is clean and when your room is clean finally at the end of the day like damn i love this room I want to keep this room clean. And what do I mean by that? Eating healthier foods, uh, letting go of certain toxins that are poisoning you. Uh, uh, even even the things that you consume, whether it be on the phone or on news or whatever the case may be, you want to just feed yourself good stuff because you you knew how much work it took to finally get to that place. And you don't ever want to go down to that rock bottom again because you've been there, you've seen what it's like, and you know that's not a pleasant place to be at. But yes. you also know that any given time, life can throw you down that hole again. So it's up to you to make sure you have these non-negotiables. Be disciplined with yourself. Self-discipline is self-love. And I, you, dude, what did uh, Mike Tyson say recently on a post that I saw? I think I posted on my Instagram where he was like, "Self, having self-discipline is like doing the things that you hate to do, but like you love it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And yeah. when you do that, you have full control over self. When you have full control over yourself, you're a leader of yourself. You can lead yourself to do the things that you don't necessarily want to do. But as a man, you understand it's your duty to do. And it's it's filling your purpose. So that's in a nutshell what I think about shadow work. Wow, man. Y'all out here really bringing some light to those that are afraid of their shadows, man. And the key thing is to forgive yourself. Fellas, forgive yourself. Forgive yourself for giving up because you're going to give up. Even on this journey, yes, you'll give up. But forgive yourself for giving up and get back up. Because this journey truly is about wrestling your angels and empathizing with your demons. Challenge your beliefs. Go in there. Challenge the things you believe so you can stand on them when you're challenged. And then go and just make peace and come to grips with some of the darkest parts of your reality. And when you do that, when you create that healthy balance, you'll become more disciplined because it ain't about you no more. 
It's about the people around you that you'll affect with your ideals, with your energy, with your time. Man, if you're sitting around somebody and they literally can't stand to be near you, when you turn around and look at all the people you affected by not being who you truly should have been, you're going to feel some shame. You're going to feel some regret. But I guarantee you on the other side of all that regret and all that shame is joy and peace if you come to grips with the fact that you might have not been your best self in those moments. But you can be that from here on out. It's discipline. It's giving yourself credit where credit is due and making sure you check any time that you made a misstep. Fellas, before we wrap up this episode, I want to know your final thoughts on what we've spoken about today. Did we leave anything out? Should we continue to go further? Y'all know we can go the rest of the evening. I ain't, I ain't got no time for you fellas, man. But, you know, any last words to the people out there? Because this has got to be a series. We will come back with another episode like this. But I just got to know how y'all feeling about this episode specifically. Rob, go ahead, Rob. Oh, man. I mean, I- I've been waiting to do this for a while. You know, and I spoke about in the beginning why I wanted to do it. That I know that you gentlemen always speak from the heart with the true wish that something you say would hit someone at the right time you know and that, that's why i do you know and i see that within you and, and it made me want to ask you two gentlemen to be on the first edition of championship mindset and that was kind of where the idea you know if you've been paying attention to creating greatness you've seen that i've done the everyday excellence series and i think i covered all bases on that i'll be dropping the, the last episode very very soon about everyday excellence at home and doing my uh, bonus episode on everyday excellence in the bedroom for my subscribers it's gonna cost you 99 cents a month oh, yeah. and uh, that just keep keep your heads up for the oh, championship and because i do think that we left a lot out i think that if any of us had the time which i i, I certainly don't right now but um I would love to continue this conversation with you all and more mm-hmm. because I think it's important to get other perspectives like we talked about having my son on or having some um, youth members on yeah. or having a woman on and asking what she thinks it takes to be a great man because I think that men are very much so under attack nowadays. You yeah. know, you hear things about toxic masculinity as as if such a thing could possibly exist you know if there was no masculinity and this is a quote from andrew tate men wouldn't be running into burning buildings to save people police officers wouldn't put themselves in danger to protect innocent you know this masculinity this high drive this intense fire that makes us men is what drives the goddamn universe and you want to try and stop that you want people to be weak you want people to be docile you want people to be easily manipulated or you want strong male leaders in their communities raising up these people to continue on these lessons for generation upon generation. Mm-hmm. And uh, I felt that need to express these ideas because I'm raising mine, right? you know, yep. but that's great. I want to reach more people with this idea and um, get their perspective on what they think it takes not only to be a good man, in today's society, but what does it take to be a good human? You know, let, 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 let's even broaden the, the, the horizon there. And I couldn't have done it better uh, than I did it today with you two gentlemen, man. And I thank you so very much from the bottom of my heart for being part of this. And we're just gonna keep it going, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Whoo, man, love those blessings, man. You dropping them on them, bro. Wow, incredible, incredible. 
100% man and to echo what Rob said man I think this was a brilliant type of podcast episode that we did just coming together the three of us uh I think we all genuinely come from that place of righteousness man that Cam talks about so much you know yeah. and you know when you do come from that place of righteousness it doesn't mean that we're trying to be perfect or anything that, like that or we're trying to say we high and mighty or better than anybody man we just trying to do what's right we just trying to live our truth and walk in our purpose and you know fulfill our purpose at the end of the day and i think that rob you touched on it man that's absolutely something that i strive to do with every single episode every single interaction in life really if i can seek to inspire somebody or drop some motivation or pour into somebody um i'm gonna do that i'm gonna i'm gonna take that that opportunity to do so you know what i'm saying am i a perfect uh human being hell no by by no means um but i do i would also say that i do believe that we're all perfectly imperfect or imperfectly perfect man i think it, we all fit in this equation together and we should all stop fighting each other you know what i'm saying and, and, and find a way to reunite again because there's just so much rob like you said men are under attack man i feel the same way and you know there's so many different conflicting ideologies going on out there and it's falling into the plan of dividing all of us we're stronger together and you see how we how much love and, and unity and light we brought on this podcast episode with the three of us man like whoever gets this is going to get a lot of value i firmly believe that and if we just help one person we did our job and just like rob said man like i think I echo the same thing. I'm pretty sure Cam will say the same thing. We want to reach as many people as we can with this. And it's not necessarily all for monetarily gain. Yeah. We be able to fulfill our purpose. This is what we, we want to inspire and affect change in a positive manner in this world, especially where there's a lot of confusion, a lot of anger, a lot of hate rhetoric. There's a lot of just division. So, you know, if we can come together and show that we can be unified, look at us, we're all three different cultures, three different age groups, you know what I'm saying? All over different parts of the world, you know what I'm saying? And we we out here making it happen. And we can all we can all do that, man. Every single one of us, if we're coming from that place of righteousness, that place of love and leading with love. And I don't care if you're masculine or feminine with that shit. Like that place of love is the strongest power in the universe. If you're coming from that place, you cannot go wrong. Yes, man. We talk about coming from that place of righteousness because Kim is not saying he's perfect. I'm just saying I'm me. Robert is not telling you that he's perfect. He's just saying that he's Robert. CL is not saying that he's perfect. He's saying that he's Chris. We're responsible for what we do and the energy that we promote out into this universe. Love yourself enough to speak out. Love yourself enough to stand on your beliefs. Love yourself enough to take time and be patient with this journey that you're on. There will be a lot of opposition on the road to being who you desire to be. You have help. There's a brotherhood here. If you hear these words and you identify with anything that we said, reach out on our platforms. Do not be afraid to send a DM. I am not above speaking to you about what we can do to continue to love ourselves. We want y'all to be safe. We want y'all to be healthy. But above all else, we want you all to unlock levels and continue to create greatness so you can speak your unbiased truth. I am the number one real one Cameron A. Sharp. Ah, man. Tell them who you are, brother. Hey, man, Robert Prash, the king of comebacks with two Ks at the end on all social media outlets. And I will say the same as uh, a camp. 
reach out to me, man. Creating Greatness Podcast at Gmail. I would love to hear from y'all. One thousand percent. I echo those same sentiments. It's your boy CL, the source, your friendly neighborhood hope dealer, serving up that motivation, inspiration, and a positivity always. And if you want to reach out, feel free to hit me up on my platform. Hit me up on Instagram. I'm on YouTube, TikTok, Twitter. You can. I ain't hard to find, baby. Just look me up. Yes, yes. Make sure you tap in with some real ones. We'll be back soon, y'all. Peace.